How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Jeep and Bubba. And today we have another interview as part of those series of interviews I was talking about that we're going to kind of be doing during this COVID-19 situation. Today, I actually have someone in person with me, though, someone I can actually stay even closer than six feet with, my wife, Nicole Coron, uh, on social media known as CF Jeeper. Um, basically, a uh, fantastic Jeeper, off-roader. She's been doing it literally as long as I have and um, has always been the uh, the foundation of things getting done, things getting packed, uh, you know, just all around rock in our in our family. Um, and so today I'm going to ask her some questions about you know, female perspective as far as uh, jeeping and off-roading goes. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe something will slip about me, an insight that you might guys might get. So please give a warm welcome to my wife, Nicole Coran. Nicole, please say hi to the folks at home. Hey, folks at home. So Nicole's a little nervous about this. She actually said to me on the 99th uh, podcasts, maybe, uh, I would like to do an interview and I'm like, Oh, why not be on 34? So I hit record. So now she's stuck doing uh, podcast number 34. Um, so we're going to start out with some real, real easy questions and then, uh, we'll move into maybe some harder stuff as we go. Um, as you folks know at home, I don't, have a script it's just right off the dome so uh right now what kind of jeep do you drive nicole i have a 2017 jeep cherokee trailhawk also known as a kl she has the trailhawk edition of the current well sort of the current cherokee they have done a refresh to the headlights a lot of people didn't like the headlights i didn't like them at first either and now i actually like them better than the new current generation but i still think they're great we actually bought that Jeep. Uh, we were headed to buy a, a Trailhawk Compass, and I didn't fit in it. Sat in a Renegade and realized I couldn't fit any luggage in the back. Got in a Grand Cherokee, and the one we could afford just wasn't the package that we liked. So we ended up in my least favorite Jeep in the Jeep lineup, the Cherokee Trailhawk, and now it's one of my favorite in the lineup after owning it. It's been a fantastic vehicle for us. Uh, Nicole hauls our kids around in it. Um the only mods we've done really is the Garvin roof rack and some LED fogs. Um, but actually, a lot of people reach out to me on YouTube and ask what we think about it. What is, what's your opinion on it? We've just pushed 50,000 miles on it. It's good as far as overall. It's good, folks. That's an insight for all you at home. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, it fits two car seats. It fits a stroller. And that's not much more than that. Um, I can maybe use a No, the more. trunk is spacious. I mean, it's more spacious than the Compass or the Renegade. Right, right. But not as spacious as the Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Okay, folks, it has a front and rear locker. <laughs> uh, this one in particular one has 14 gears. It has a tow package. Uh, the transmission is an 8-speed. This is a, the V6 model, and it shifts really, really well. A lot of people complained about the shifting. I don't know if that's a four-cylinder thing. Um, it gets... It could get better gas mileage, but um, we average around 20. Uh, 22 when I'm driving. When she's driving. When I'm driving, I push it. Our only complaint is the rotors weren't big enough, and they tend to shake, and the dealership wouldn't do anything about it because they're a wear item, but they've done it since the beginning. 
it just overheated right off the bat. And um, I just think, you know, they could have either done a bigger rotor or I know manufacturers don't do cross-drilled and slotted unless it's something performance, but I know if I swap it over to cross-drilled and slotted, we won't have this issue. So, uh, But if it fits our need, I know that you have an opinion on what our next vehicle should be, and I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. What do you think the next – not what we actually are going to probably get, but what do you think the next one should be? I think it should be probably a Forerunner or yeah. either – even a Sequoia. So what you would want but is a Forerunner. Probably a Forerunner, but I don't know if that's in the budget. Well, you're right. I mean, uh, what we're talking about is the forerunners are in the 45 range, and like even a Sahara JL is 40, 41. You can get in the sports for a lot cheaper than that. And so we've been, I've been leaning towards the JL. Uh, we've kicked around the Gladiator for a bit, but and Nicole's point is, you could definitely fit a car or a um, a stroller in the back, but it could get rained on unless you put some kind of tonneau cover, and that just makes another headache plus it's way more expensive so um yeah we're kind of we're leaning towards the jl but i do like forerunners um and i like the sequoia because you can get the big v8 and possibly do some towing but what i like about the jl is that we could drive it anywhere we could drive it to the trail and we could wheel it on the trail yeah um and for some of the big trips we want to do that are out west, we really don't need big tires. Uh, and some of the shows that we're planning on going to, like it's not like you got to be. I mean, it's cool to be on thirty sevens and forties, but like with the JL, you just do a, a small lift, thirty fives, and you can literally do all sorts of things. I was doing a lift on one um, Friday, and I was looking at the control arms, and it's a huge improvement over how the the jk was and the tjs were just stamp steeled would just fold up but the funny thing speaking of tjs um you've actually owned a tj uh-huh. yeah when we found out she was pregnant we were at a, a cystic fibrosis wheeling event uh well we found out like the next weekend but uh um uh, so we were wheeling at this event my wife has cystic fibrosis hence the name cf jeeper and also another sidebar on top of the sidebar uh, we'll be donating 65% of the profits at blackberryoffroad.com this month uh, to the Six Fibrosis Foundation. It actually hasn't been a huge month for us, but um, I guarantee we're going to give at least 300 bucks. Like if we don't hit the like a, a huge like a huge number, and a lot of people think I'm getting super rich on my website. Uh, I'm not getting rich in any aspect of my life, um, but the website last month was our best month. Nicole's our CFO over at Black Bear mm-hmm. Off-Road. And uh, it was our best month. But even then, like our profit margins on a lot of what we sell is like between 20 and 5%. And sometimes we're like, we didn't make anything on that. Or we made two cents or a dollar. Yeah, more to the 5%. Yeah. yeah. So even if we do, you know, 10000 in a month, like 5% is not fantastic. And then you pay all your fees and you pay, you know, for the website and all that. But, um, but we never meant to get rich on the website. It was just to get the brand started. Um, and now we're actually making profits in the shop. Uh, again, not huge, rich things, but, but more on the 40% <laughs> profit range. We're making it work. We're making it work. We're paying rent. We, we made our rent money this month, which has been exciting. But uh, anyways, 
the long drawn out thing is we're donating 65% of that minimum $300 is going to be given to the cystic fibrosis foundation. And we can get into that more, but we were at this event for that. And, uh, my wife had one along with another girl, uh, Alyssa, um, who did I pronounce it right? Yeah. I always feel like I'm going to say her name wrong. Uh, she runs uh, Wheeling with CF. Awesome, awesome social media uh, platform. They had one to, to drive a rock bouncer that day. So my pregnant wife. We didn't know that I was pregnant at the time. Didn't know, but took a rock bouncer and did some awesome vertical hill climbs. Um, and yeah, had a fantastic time. But we took her TJ out and did some wheeling at uh, uh, Redbird SRA up in Indiana. Um, we got our Jeep badges of honor there. And then the next weekend we found out she was pregnant. So, um, yeah, like I said, Nicole's been doing this a long time. She's been riding along with me, uh, helping, uh, just, you know, supporting me as I'm spending dumb money on (laughs) one of the beginning days. They were, it was a two wheel drive vehicle. And then, I mean, it was a lot of Cherokees in the beginning. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of like, hey, who do you know with the truck? Well, who do you know with the truck? I don't know. We're supposed to stop. So we better, we better get somebody to come pick us up. Yeah, there, there were a few nights like that. Yeah, a lot of nights. Why did it always happen at night, though? Well, it happened during the day, but it took us till night to finally get someone out to help us, I think. But there was that one night that I got stuck in on the mountain till like 1 o'clock, and you called every prison and – hospital like trying to find me yeah yeah i I literally did call the hospital looking for you yeah i you're more likely to find me in the prisons you're you're right maybe call autozones i was calling about my dog oh yeah you had the dog with you yeah shiner was with us i was was really he was actually in the more the one that would be in the hospital i'd be the more the one in prison yeah poor guy next time call the parts stores they might actually know they, they probably wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, Nicole's under TJ. It was green. We called it Kermit. Um, we've had a WK. And then now, um, well, I tried to get you into a uh, a WJ, but yeah. we're not exactly feeling it. And don't forget, the JK started out as mine. Well, yeah. When I when I bought, well, that was our second Wrangler because the YJ was our first Wrangler. Um that's actually a funny story. Nicole got me into my first Wrangler because um, we had a Mazda Miata. We both really, really enjoyed driving it, um, and it was convertible. And I was planning on selling it, and I was like, do you think we should take any trades for it? And she's like, no, nah, we can use the money. We both have reliable vehicles. She had a Dodge Dart, and um, I had a Dodge Ram, a new Ram pickup truck, and uh She's like, we just could use the money. Let's just sell it and pay off some stuff. I'm like, that's smart. So then uh, a couple of Cherokee guys were like, hey, you want to trade a Cherokee for the Miata? I'm like, nah, nah, I can't. And then this YJ guy (laughs) reached out and was like, hey, would you trade uh, the Miata for a YJ? And I'm like, um. Yes. Yes, we will. (laughs) And so, um, no, I get that. I got that story wrong. I traded... I sold the wide that sold the Miata to buy a an extra Cherokee, so I was going to sell the Cherokee. No, it was a, it, yeah, because it was a straight up trade for the the Miata 
for the red extra. No, right? because I traded the two door Cherokee for the red XJ or red for the red YJ with oh. Travis. Oh, and then I traded back for the Miata, the same Miata. And then the same Miata went back to the original. No, no. <laughs> it, sorry, it's it so really confusing. Okay, so my friend, I, here's how it went. My friend Kyle um, had. I bought a two J two. I bought two wheel drive Cherokee, my first Jeep ever, for my friend Kyle for eight hundred bucks. I then sold him the Miata. I, I sold the two door. I sold the two wheel. Excuse me. I sold the two wheel drive Cherokee. Um, pocketed that. No, no. No, you. Okay, hold on. I'm starting. I'm gonna start it over. I'm starting over. I got a two-wheel drive XJ for my friend Kyle for 800 bucks. I traded that for the Miata. Then later, I got another Cherokee from somebody. They literally gave it to me and my friend Dave for free because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. They thought they'd blown a motor. Uh, it actually was just uh, had a bad thermostat, and it had a um, – uh, belt tensioner went bad and the belt blew off. So I changed those things, fixed those things, and I sold it to my friend Kyle. And then later traded my sold I sold him the I sold him the Cherokee. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, this gets complicated. I sold my friend Kyle the Miata straight up. Straight up. The one I had literally I had bought for eight hundred dollars an XJ that I traded straight up for the Miata dumped tons of stupid money in it, sold it to my friend Kyle. Then later got the Cherokee I described a four door and traded him that four door for the Miata, got the Miata back from him. And then we sold the Miata after like a month. Pamela, the blue one. Then amongst all of that, not even part of that story, I bought a two door gray Cherokee. And I owned that at the same time I owned the Ram and the Dart. So I decided to sell it. And I said, do we want to trade for anything? And he said, no, let's take the cash. And then the YJ popped up. And you're like, well, it's a convertible. You sold my Miata. That was a convertible. I let's Yeah, let's get the YJ. There's just something about having the top down. It just it makes it life better. That thing was a piece of crap. But it went everywhere. Yeah. But it shook I mean, I would say prayers before, in the middle, and at the end of being in that Jeep. Yeah. It, it was a manual. And yeah. Then first was good. Second, you had to hold in there. And, and fourth, fourth, you had to hold. And, and reverse. I could never even find reverse. I made an appointment. If, <laughs> if I parked somewhere, I just went ahead and pulled through the parking spot so I could pull out forward. Because I there was no reverse when I drove it. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. But... I it reali- was a good time. I realized that the Wrangler platform had a lot greater potential over the Cherokee platform. I'm a Cherokee guy. I've owned six or seven of them. They're phenomenal. I've built them as far as they can go besides maybe one tons and like coolovers or something. But, you know, it's a Cherokee. I've long armed them. I hate that. I hate that. It's a Cherokee thing. I've been told that every time. Like, when I was trying to sell the Cherokee. It was like, it's a Cherokee. It's only worth this. 
but it's long armed and it's got this and it's blah blah blah. Anyways, I had some nice Cherokees and still the Wrangler platform, even the YJ, has more potential in it because of the size, the shape, and the way that the shocks bolt. The way it's just easier. There's more potential. There's more products out there. Um, it just is, I, and it's just facts. And I'm sorry, Cherokee guys. They are phenomenal and they're great. And you cannot wheel Wrangler guys. Trust me. I know that to be true. Mm-hmm. I've done it myself. But, anyways, let's get past that. So, anyways, um, but the YJ is actually what got me into this industry because I took the YJ to Jeep Beach and then I realized I wanted to do Jeeps for a living. You know, I was a mechanic at the time, was a GM of a shop. And then we took that same Jeep to the first Jeep show I ever worked, which was Jeep Toberfest down in Ocala. Remember that? I do, but I will say back to Jeep Beach. We're sitting there on the beach, and he turns to me and he said, "I'm going to do this someday." And I literally laughed and I said, huh? "No, like this is this is awesome." There's I think no she said in her head because she was pretty paid to do this. She was pretty quiet because we just ate a big pancake breakfast. And uh, <laughs> three months later, literally, he's got a job in the off-road industry. Then a week later, he says, "Hey, by the way, we got to go to the." Sh- this show and i was like hey can i tag along well yeah your grandparents lived near ocala so they came up and saw us and uh i didn't even wheel at that event but you did you drove the yj on the the trail at, at uh jeep toberfest yeah but it was um, it was a it, cool trail it was a cool trail but it was at I a was flea not, market i was not very good at- no i eventually took over but <laughs> the man a manual's hard and i didn't so get hard. i didn't give her any like I didn't give her the proper Jeep to wheel anyways. It was a, a four-cylinder YJ manual with 410 gears and 35-inch uh, general tire grabbers, the red letters. Um, way too much tire for the gear, and I, I should have cut out some of the tunnel to make the shifter work properly. But um, nonetheless, we had a ton of fun. We made actually <laughs> friends at that show that are still our friends to this day. And, um, yeah, stayed at a really shady La Quinta. That La Quinta sucked. Why were we at La Quinta? We didn't have the dog, right? No, but other people had dogs. It was terrible. Yeah. Um. I'm surprised we didn't get the fleas. Yeah, our room was kind of chewed up. But that started it for us. That was the first show. In fact, when I this was when I worked for Nitro. I only ever went to two shows for Nitro with just me and you. The first show at um, Jeep Toberfest, and the the last show I did for them, <laughs> which yeah. was at uh, Jeep Beach Jam and um, no, no it's Jeep Pigeon Forge, Jeep Invasion in Pigeon Forge, which is where JCR kind of poached me um, to go work for them. And Bruce still talks about that. Uh, my old coworker at, at Nitro was like, "Man, if I'd have gone with you, you probably wouldn't have taken that job." I was like, ah, "I probably would have still," but I love Nitro. I just wanted to be in like a Jeep specific field and I, and I ran all the JCR stuff and I just really like idolized those guys at the time and somehow convinced my wife to let us move to Michigan. Yeah, move to Michigan. But I will say about probably three or four months prior to that poaching scenario. It wasn't he, really um, poaching. He, he showed me this this cute, cute house. On, oh, this is funny. This is, a good, this is good insight. 
and he said, look at this house. And at the time we were, we were living in a, a small house and we were kind of looking to move, but we weren't ready to pull In a trigger. downtown area, very quaint. Yeah. And he, he showed me this house. I said, oh, that's beautiful. Where's it at? How Well, first I asked, how much is it? And he told me, and it was in our price range. And I said, ooh, where is it? Thinking, you know, it'd be in 10, 15 miles where we were. Sure. No, it was seven, 800 miles away in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I said, nobody lives in Kalamazoo. That's mm-hmm. not even a real place. It's a real place. I said, what is in Kalamazoo? And he said, JCR Off-Road. I said, we're, no, no, that's, that's not happening. I said, I bet if there's a job opening there, I could get it. I just had the feeling. I liked their company. I felt like our values aligned. And I was right. We in and our my our values did align with their values while I worked there. And I made you a promise when I started. We moved there. I said I'd like to work there three to five years, learn as much as I possibly can, or if you get pregnant, we'll move home. Two years in, you get pregnant. Mostly my fault. And uh, we moved back home. And so when I'm when I said if we're gonna move back home, I'm gonna start Black Bear Off Road like tonight. Like I started building the website that day. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. And then uh, like three months later we had a kid and we had a company. And so for like two years it was just online. We did stuff at home. We did some events. Um, but you know, recently we got the shop and um, it's been awesome. Yeah. And my daughter Abby, all she says is Daddy shop, daddy shop. Yep. So listen, we've talked about enough history. Um, I want to kind of hit you with some other stuff uh, that you might not see coming. So um, what do you think? Because, you know, you're on social, on Instagram, Facebook, and you recently just got on TikTok. What do you currently think about Jeep hers? Um, I mean, not before you just, you know, maybe just think they're hard. (laughs) They just trying so hard. Listen, there's a lot of great women in the Jeep world and overland community. But like when you think of that term. It's hard when you think of that term and it's hard as a, as a female coming into the Jeep community, not to have a, a bad perception or stigmatism. It's just you. If you see even a, a, I don't know, Instagram famous Jeep lady, you say, "Well, how did she get there?" Well, the, how she got there is because she has uh, assets, you know, endowments. Um, they, is it this is bottom? a fa- this is a fa- well, it might be it's a, fa- a family friendly show, so we got to keep it. Got to keep it clean. So you guys get what I'm – you're catching the drift. But um, here's the thing. Most of the guys on Instagram, if they had the ability to get half naked and that would get them likes, they certainly would. I mean you got a lot of likes on your topless picture. It was a good topless picture. If you go back on my Instagram like a year and a half ago, I did a a topless photo. It's very tasteful, very tasteful. Thanks, Corey, for uh, recording that or taking that picture for me. Um, it was awkward, but, uh, that was my shout out to the Jeepers, but I get it. I mean, like we're on Instagram. Well, at first everyone gets onto like, I just want to share my experiences, but then we get addicted to the likes and the follows and you realize what gets the likes and the follows is 
kind of the risque sort of things for females and for guys. It's like big uh, tires. Yeah, big tires. Like sharing all the bro stuff, and then somewhere in the middle are the Jeep and Bubba sort of folks, the good brothers off road, the you know average Joes, so to speak, and. We're just happy to have 3,000 followers. By the way, go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can listen to us on Spotify. And <laughs> we counted nine. I'm on like nine platforms. Uh, I'm proud of that. Google Cast. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, although our Google didn't know who I was, so I was a little upset about that. Uh, I'm on SoundCloud. I just put up my second song on SoundCloud. So, I'm, you know, we're putting it out. We have a new YouTube video, up, a campsite cocktail. But... We gotta, as a guy, you gotta put in like a ton of effort um, and do relevant things on some of these platforms. Whereas, you know, the Jeep hers, so to speak, can just get on there. And it's bad because nowadays, like, and you can give your insight, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Lightbright. But if you say the name Lightbright, it has like a connotation Ooh. to it. She's married, like, it's her and her husband. Like, it's not like she, and she's really not exposing herself, like, there's some people right. who that are really are, but you're like, oh, like light bright, light light bright. And it's like it has like, but she has a all these same people are they're saying negative things about her, literally following her and liking on her on Instagram or whatever or on YouTube. It it runs a fine line whenever you're a female. Either yeah. you um, oh, it's, I'm sure it's difficult. You you expose yourself or you don't, and you, if you don't expose yourself, then you get twelve followers and. You'd just be okay with that. Yeah, I was pretty pumped when, because you had Instagram way before me, and I didn't care about Instagram. And then uh, he he first thought that Instagram was what well, was just filters. What well, was it was just art in the beginning. Then it became a social thing, and then I realized that uh, I could help myself build a brand that would help me reach people to sell the products that I wanted to get the attention of the people I needed to get attention of to sell the products I truly, truly believe believe in. So that's what I did. I mean, when I worked for Nitro Gear and Axel or for JCR for Road, I believed in those products and I tried to get the attention I could. And also I try to give value by like sharing good information, sharing stories, sharing photos and that sort of thing and instagram anyways the point was i passed you on instagram in like two weeks and i was pumped about it yeah but thankfully you're not out there like flaunting it and i was out there flaunting the jk which was a nice clean build it was a nice build yeah actually she's the reason it had the um the midwidth bumper on it because i wanted to go stubby right off the bat i wasn't i wasn't a big fan of the stubby and now looking back hey she doesn't like a stubby she likes at least a midwidth. At least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your teacher had friendly. a your your teacher had a full width. Yeah, family friendly. Yeah. full width. Well, you know, I'm we're not saying anything that's bad. No. Yeah. Well, because we're we're actually recording this on my laptop, um, it'll only let me do thirty minutes max, and we're at twenty seven seventeen. Uh, also, it's twelve twelve oh two a.m. right now, and I have to work in the shop early in the morning, so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions and um and leave a little time for the the sponsor stuff but um if you just bought a vehicle like a uh let's just go with wrangler because most people listen to this are jeep owners if you just bought a jeep what's your first modification tires tires okay you know i think about when i'm building a jeep 
I like to think of what size do I want to run. That's what I ask customers. It's like, okay, we're going to build your Jeep. What's the first – or what's what's the size tire you're going to run? If you want to run a 37, well, then we need to do this lift. Or we need to consider fenders. Or if you're going to run a 40, that sort of thing. But uh, my answer is always headlights. I think they're garbage. But I like tires. That's because – I mean, unless you're buying a Rubicon, the tires are not Jeep-friendly. Uh, what's one – modification that is like your favorite of all the builds that we've done you don't see it but i have to say gears oh gears wow i i like to have that's nerdy it is really nerdy wow but i like to be able to push the gas and actually go somewhere oh yeah yeah the power yeah well that's the nice thing about the new eight speed in the jl it actually has power with the big tires um even without gears but you're right the jk tj Cherokee, all that, not so much. What is your favorite current um, Jeep? Actually, let me rephrase that. If I gave you $70,000 cash and you have to buy some a Jeep with it and you can't have any extra to buy anything else with. I guess. You uh, can't pay off any bills with it. I love to pay off bills, but I guess uh... – a JL Rubicon. A JL Rubicon. Okay, let's buy a JL Rubicon, folks. Well, we've been on here 29 minutes, 23 seconds. I'm sure we'll be on for episode 99 when I get there because you've requested that as well. Again, folks, we're doing a uh, a giving 65% of our profits uh, this month in our online sales at uh, Black Bear Off-Road to, uh, to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. I'd like to let you guys know that Tiffany Kill Designs has sponsored this podcast. Nicole, we have 10 seconds. Do you have any parting words? Follow us on all the socials. Follow us on all the socials. Um, you know, eat your prunes.